and we are live. This is Unanimous Indecision. I'm Joshua Troop. We're talking about a quiet place and uh, I think <laughs> a quiet place and uh, some movie news, a lot of good movie news topics. Um, there's actually quite a bit uh, that that this week contained. I'm really excited to talk about them. And who am I talking them with? I'm talking with them talking them with none other than Ian Rismondo, hey. Taylor Wilson. How are you guys doing? I'm doing great. How about you? I'm doing really good. I'm, I'm excited to talk these things. I'm excited. Uh, you, you've been telling me to watch A Quiet Place for a long time now, and I knew I'd get around to it, but uh, I think the sequel was the thing that, that it really encouraged it. Uh, I was like, okay, they're making a sequel to it. I, I should really take the time. Uh, just before we get into that, I just want to remind new listeners that, like I said, this show has a format for about the first half hour or so. We're going to be talking the specific movie we watched, and then for the next hour and a half or so, uh, we'll be talking about the movie news and all that good stuff. And let's not forget uh, where you can find us. You can find us on twitch.tv slash indecision if you want to catch us live next week. Uh, but let's get into a quiet place. Um, let's get into a real quiet place now and start talking about a quiet place. That was bad. That was yeah, bad. a little bit. Uh, let's so, leave this quiet place and talk about a quiet. Yeah, because I. So I gotta say now. Correct me if I'm wrong, Taylor. Did you watch this as part of your film class? No, I watched it on my own. It was oh, okay. re- the same way I was recommending it to it you. Is what happened with my friends? Uh, okay. It, at first, um, people were telling me, like, obviously, The Office, you know, had such a great resurrection on Netflix when we were in college. And sure. uh, people were like, oh, you know, Jim, he's directing this movie or producing this movie. I don't know what I, he did. He, di- a lot. he directed. He starred. I'm sure a little bit of producing. Yeah. Um, um, so uh, I was like, oh, yeah, I'll get around to it. And, you know, I heard some people talk about it. And then um you know, one day just got around to watching it. Um, and I may have seen it in theaters. Maybe. Wow. Maybe. Yeah. I, I mean, if so, I, I the only thing I could think about while watching it, my only negative thought throughout the entire movie pretty much was like, I just wish I was in a theater right now. That was, yeah. that was the only thing that I was like, dude, this is so good. This is so good. But but why am I here? <laughs> yeah, I would, and obviously it's years later, and like the, these are the breaks that anyone who watches a movie not new has to deal with. Um, but in the scheme of recent conversation of talking about new movies, even like like there there was a slim possibility that there was going to be no chance to watch a Quiet Place two in theaters. I, I don't think that's a possibility anymore, but. Uh, but but there was that poss- possible future that that timeline did exist somewhere. Yeah. Fortunately, it doesn't look like it's ours. Uh, <laughs> some other poor universe. Yes, yeah, some other poor Josh has to watch a quiet place too at home. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's such like I remember one of the praises it got was the sound design and or sound production. I don't know which one it is, but which uh, is it, it's like it, it sounds super ironic for that to happen. Right, it's it's called a quiet place. There's so little, uh, there's so little music. There's so little, just noise in general throughout the yeah. entire movie. 
I remember um, they I read about it a little bit because I was like, why does that movie feel so crazy? So I must have seen it in theaters, but uh, they talked about how like, you know, it's one thing to just not play anything in it for it to be just like, you know, whatever. But I remember they talked about how they did like like this, like resonating sound in the background when, during the quiet scenes where it's like literally like nothing's happening except like right. small little touches it, of the ground. It's like just a crescendo. Like, is that it's just like, trying like to show the expanse? Well, well, I, I remember feeling like I can hear something, but I don't hear it. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like it's like yeah, the yeah. feeling of silence. It's right on like the peripheral. Yeah. yeah. It's almost like a, I think what they did was, um, it's just like, been, it's like when you hear a vibration, well, well, like, like not what I mean in vibration, but when you can hear it, I think like <laughs> when well, sound is just very subtle when you, oh, yeah, when you true. are in like, but, like, like, but other objects that you're not interacting with, but like, from what I understand from like, so, so there was this one article talking about how, uh, in the quietest room, like, you know, one of those like deafening rooms, they talk about how it's actually really loud because you're, you start hearing yourself, you start hearing the blood and right. your heart pumping and you start, you know, feeling your, your body like pop and move in these subtle ways. And like, it's almost like that's what they played during the quiet place. It was like they, the, the, the hum was like almost like the blood in your, in your yeah. ears running around. And I don't know it, the effect is, so apparent when you watch the movie and especially with a nice surround system. So, yeah. And uh, that's definitely the, the fact that it is able to do it. Well, um, it re really lends to the credence of the movie because that's something that horror genres like really have to get right is the sound because they use such musical keys, uh, cues, uh, to, to signal, uh, what, what's happening in the movie. They, they build up anticipation with fat, uh, more rapid music and you get you get more and more anticipation and then sometimes they'll cut it just before so that you're like about to fall off the roller coaster kind of thing and then sometimes nothing happens and so you, you like get punished for the anticipation and then the next time something does happen but you got built up twice and so it's even worse and like i guess uh, i'm a i'm a bad movie watcher because i i don't oftentimes like i have to like actively listen to the soundtrack or listen to the music because if i don't i'm just like it's just part of the overall no. like i see it as the sum that that uh, that's kind of the credence though to good good sound design is in not noticeable most right because like it, it doesn't take away from the experience like you're just you're within it it's just enhancing the rest of your experience yeah. uh and, but then but that's what really draws out like when, when as you say if the audio cuts like if the soundtrack cuts or the crescendo just stops then you then your brain's like wait a second yes yeah. Recognize that. It's, and it's a question, though, of like whether it's a conscious recognition or a subconscious recognition. And when it's subconscious, it's great. I think The Shining and Dr. Sleep managed uh, the subconscious uh, silence really good. But this movie has so much silence in it, so much just natural sounds. It only has one song in the entire movie. Uh, and it's during, is I guess, played? the climax. Not quite the climax, but. Is it played in universe or is it? No, no, okay. it's it's not played in universe, but because that'd be um, interesting, especially with this. It's movie. like a moment that, uh, just to give everybody a heads up, since I didn't give this caveat at the beginning, uh, we spoil movies. This is a like four year old movie, 
something like that. Um, it's, it's been out for a little bit, but uh, we spoil movies to talk about them. It's just like the way you would talk about movies with your friends or your coworkers around the water cooler kind of stuff. Um, obviously, no one's like, spoiler alert. Yeah, we, we spoil movies. We're having a conversation. Um, and so they... Uh, this movie, though, the acting is fantastic. I believe every single person in it. It doesn't have that big of a cast, but uh, so, so there's a lot of time to work with each other. Um, and then the other, the other bad thing I will say about this movie, the credits, man, I was like, Oh, it was only an hour and a half long. And that's why I'm happy to, I mean, like, fortunately I got to see it knowing that there's a sequel, but it's like, Oh man, that's so good. I want more. I, I want to see where, <laughs> what happens to these people. Um, What's really interesting, I mean, it picks up, immediately introduces why sound is bad. Uh, gives a huge consequence to any sort of sound. Showed <laughs> uh, no, they, they show. That's for that, for yeah, sure. That's good. Um, it, it's it's uh, very intense. Um, and it's in like the first five minutes of the movie. And then they like jump a year or something, um, which I was not expecting, but sure. Um, and I got to tell you, this movie has, I think, the most intense sequence I've ever seen in a movie. And, and I, I almost give it a new category of horror, of tension. It's pregnant woman who can't scream while giving birth. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> that is the most horrifying sequence when she's she's in labor and her water breaks and from that moment it's just like oh my goodness what is happening oh no oh no and like everyone else isn't around and so she like has to do it on her own but he's running to come get to her and it's no. just like oh man this is this is horrifying like um and then of course the aliens kind of find her and oh man it's that 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 whole sequence i was just like Oh man, it's like it's almost the feeling you get from like cringe humor, but from a scary standpoint, that it was just like wanted to turn into a ball just watching it. And it was like, please make it out of this. <laughs> it, to me, it's like exactly what you're saying. It's like the consequence is so unfathomably high for something that we don't usually associate like that. Like yeah. it almost made me feel like, uh, like this was after I had seen the movie, but uh, watching, um, you know, uh, Solo, mm -hmm. or what's it called, Free Solo. Free with, Solo, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> solo, a Star Wars story. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Free with, Solo. Um, with, uh, is it Adam on? Wait, not Adam um, uh, I can't think of his name all of a sudden. Yeah, but like when he does but, those pan <laughs> shots of him face, like you see the bird's eye view of yeah. facing down at him, and you see the the drop, and he's just continuing. It's it's like that intensity. It's like oh, he's just climbing, but the consequence is like. But I think so, it's so, so much high. worse. It's so much worse than that. Like I know even that's real. <laughs> like yeah, like yeah. that's real, but just like I don't know the the pregnancy aspect of it that like oh man, and it's just like I really sympathize with her. Not. Mm -hmm. Or, yeah, sympathize. That's the right word, I think. Not empathize, because I don't think I can. You're can't. not giving birth. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be able to empathize. <laughs> but but I Man. really sympathize with her in her situation. Um, 
because it's just like, oh man, I I do not envy this situation at all. I don't even envy the her husband who's running to try and get to her and has to like somehow get to her quietly without making himself aware to the aliens that uh are around um but yeah i don't know i just think it, it has a ton of good character moments the the movie never really feels despite it being kind of slow it never feels slow um near the beginning because like i, I don't know just like the tension's just always there like the little boy knocks over the lamp or whatever it is and immediately there's like not direct consequences for it, but you could tell there would be consequences for it. Um, and so it's like they get punished for even the smallest things. Um, and then he's just trying to to take care of his family. That's all he wants to do. Um, and the the corn, uh, what what do you call it? It's a a silo. Dude, I don't think about that. I don't know if I've ever thought about that, that if you fall into a silo, you're pretty much just dead. So that's actually a big thing. Like? Uh, like, there's... So in Midwest, like, uh, fire stations actually train for how to get people out of those. How do, um, do you know how they do it? Like, yeah, actually, I do. Uh, <laughs> they, they'll take... <laughs> they'll get a ladder to the top, and then they have these, like... Um, they have, like, these curved metal plates that they'll, like, place around you uh and like and they'll they'll lock in so it's like it's a cylinder of metal around you and you're able mm. to climb out of that because okay. yeah it's as soon as you get in there like there's a lot of deaths per year happen because of those so like it's a really big yeah. thing. not not yeah. part of the it, it wasn't something yeah. that i had thought about but like watching it happen i was like that is completely right like that is exactly what would happen that and you start moving the corn just shifts and then repiles back in like oh that's horrible <laughs> i know that a lot of like silos will have a metal ladder on the inside going up but like even then like how do you get to it you don't know where your senses are completely yeah if you don't have a phone on you you, and it's dark like that's kind of what but maybe i was wrong i'm trying to remember what actually happened i kind of thought there was a metal rod in the center that was fixed and that like if you could get to it you could hold your position kind of thing while there's Uh, corn in there yeah because like you could pull yourself up the metal rod maybe some uh but 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 like I thought there was something in the shot that I thought was a metal rod, but then they didn't use it. So I guess I was seeing it wrong. Uh, <laughs> but like, it looked like that's what one of the, I forget who fell in first, but one of the kids was trying to grab. Um, but yeah, that was a really intense sequence. And um, then I'm just, the, the whole sequence yeah, pretty much after the water breaks, man. There's just so much that happens. The water breaks and the film, the film intensity goes up tremendously. Uh, they, but but the the use of the one composition, the one song they use is when he has to sacrifice himself to keep his promise to his wife, um, to protect the children, and they it's so weird because it's like it's so noticeable that they play a song there but it's just like you know it's happening he's already injured he grabs the axe and then he gives this guttural scream 
to just attract all the aliens to his position. And uh, man, it's so intense. It's just so intense. And then the the ending uh, with the hearing aid and all that stuff. The hearing aid is great because I don't know. Just like I t- Taylor had to point this out to me, but I don't know if I totally agree with it. But I'm, I'm sure there's evidence for it. So he's his daughter's deaf. So it's actually very convenient that they all know sign language. <laughs> um, but he has to. He he's he keep, keeps trying to make this hearing aid so that she can hear, and it never works. It never works, and she gets really upset, and he gets really upset. Kind of stuff it never works. But it. But eventually, what we do find out is that the hearing aid, even though it doesn't allow her to hear, it does emit a very high frequency uh, sound, which the aliens operate only on hearing. So it's basically blinding. And so uh, to, to them, because they, they rely solely on hearing that with this high frequency sound, it's so painful to them. It's almost paralyzing to them. And so it becomes this really interesting thing that like this father daughter relationship, that's so like butting heads, the whole movie, but obvious, obviously they both deep down know that the other one loves them. But like they don't express it, which is a very real thing kind of thing that like we don't always express our love to the people we do love uh, externally, I should say. And so it's like then for the moment she realizes that this thing that her dad made for her is saving her life. <laughs> like, um, And the way that's built up throughout the movie is done so well so masterfully um i'm super excited for the sequel now i'm kind of curious because a quiet place is a movie that i've seen so many youtube channels break down like how to survive what to do like if you were in this movie and whatnot um and i wonder because like there were so many things it's like um try and get near like moving water like if you could if you're near a dam something like do that or with a few sound bits of sound equipment you could like draw thick draw the creatures to your place sure. and die. so I'm, I'm curious like because if you're making a sequel you can't really do the same thing just over and over again you have to add some new elements to it so i wonder what they're gonna well so bring into the story that, that's the interesting thing and I, I i remember those debates also um because like a ton of people talk about the waterfall and whatnot and I gotta say, I, I think this is like one of the most realistic tellings of this like reality of it. That's like this people on a farm. So they're pretty secluded in this small town. Um, and, and it gives them a lot of opportunity and then whatnot. I'm sure they still make mistakes, but they're trying. They, they have a system and they're trying. That being said, yeah. So they even proved that you can make noise at the waterfall and it won't attract aliens because the water they won't be able to hear it over the waterfall. But I remember people saying when this movie came out that like, why don't they just live at the waterfall? I'm like, well, that's easier said than done. We're only in like the first year or two in this uh, apocalypse and this alien invasion. I don't know what the story is. Imagine uh, right now you have to go move. Like you're you're going to live at the waterfall. Right. Like let's just like, go pick it. everything up and and go move it. Like that's a tough thing to do. 
Um, they've already picked up and moved into the basement of their barn. They're no longer living in their house because it's more protected in the barn. Um, and so it's like that that's a, that's a tough thing to do. Also, like there's not a ton of places to live near the waterfall unless you just want to be like, like what happens if it rains and the surrounding area floods? You don't want to be there for that. Like, yeah. And it, like, it's a tough thing to have. Yeah. If you could, if you could figure it out, which you have, I guess, technically the rest of your life to figure it out. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, if you could figure it out. Yes. That's what you should do. If there was an expansive but, cave behind the waterfall. Right. That sure. would be perfect. hundred percent. This is another thing too. I remember uh, there was a lot of discussion. If we could change the terrain. <laughs> yeah, there was a uh, there was a lot of discussion about like you know like why are they out in the quiet hills at a farm? And it's like, well, just think about it. Like society is completely collapsed. It seems like there's barely anyone alive at this point, and it's literally just survival. So mm -hmm. what do you need? You need a good source of food. So you have to have farmland. Mm -hmm. um, so that makes sense why they would, if they weren't already at the farm going and living at this farm. That's the other thing. I, I feel like it's their farm. I, I feel yeah. like they've lived there. I forever. think and, and <laughs> like that's another thing too. Land. It's, it's, it definitely feels that way because it, it would make sense that these are the people that would have the most chance of not being exposed right. immediately. Cause think about how much noise a city in a town would make. Mm -hmm. before you know these farm people start becoming the targets the common right. target so it makes sense that the the setting that they're already in and also like maybe they are considering like living near the waterfall it's only been what you know a year like, or two like, yeah yeah so um that's not a long time to like figure that stuff out and you know you probably want to like become secure in some other things before starting relocation <laughs> right. um Another thing, too, I remember is that, uh, you know, and I, I don't remember exactly if there's a specific scene for this, but uh, I remember someone being like, well, why don't you just make a lot of noise consistently? And it's like, <laughs> think about it. Like, people have tried that. I guess if like, you could do like some sort of metronome. But it's not even that because, they can, <laughs> because it's not the it's the it's not the change in volume right. because they can localize. Volume. Yeah. Yeah, right. and, if anything, the metronome would just be attacked. Like, it, yeah, exactly. Really like they destroy speakers, they destroy televisions, they destroy all this stuff. Why is the waterfall a secure place? You can't stop the waterfall. Like they right. go over there and try to stab it. Like it's just gonna, they're gonna be like, oh, right. it's they'll realize very quickly that like, oh, I think the best thing to do natural in this scenario is probably to like raid a speaker store or something, sacrifice a speaker, like get it in the field, and if you can set up rig some traps. To like bring them there, if you yeah, if you could valley, actually could, like start fighting back, I, I think hunting them is sure. probably better than just surviving this world, especially in a small, small local area. Like clear the town out, kind of thing. And that's definitely the way this movie ends. I think the sequel is going to start going into the hunting aspect, humanity's rise back uh, mm -hmm. against these things. Um, and see, we're, we have we looked. we have the main protagonist <laughs> out of the question. So right. do you think there's going to be other main well, characters? I mean, I think it's just going to follow like, I mean, they're all kind of protagonists, but yeah, it's definitely more of a focus on him. And I think in that regard, it'll more focus on her, the mom. Mm -hmm. Do you think it'll be like uh, an immediate sequel where she still has a kid or like, 
Well, they have two other kids. Okay. Um, so um, yeah, I guess, I guess it's a question of whether the other one will still be an infant or not. Right. Like, cause they, um, they could be like, Hey, they've managed to survive for like 10 years. Man, all the planning they did with the infant though. Like I know it all went to crap, but like all the planning they did that they were like, okay, we're going to put the baby in a box with an oxygen tank so that if it cries, it's very muffled. Like I was like, holy cow. Like these people have really thought about it. <laughs> None of this occurred to me when I, I was like, oh, she's pregnant. Oh, no, the baby will cry. And my, my thoughts didn't extend past that. But like, <laughs> really? <laughs> I mean, they had a whole year. Like, I mean, it's no, like for sure. For sure. The moment you, you start showing, you're like, we got to figure all this out. <laughs> yeah. And it also, too, it makes me think, like, is there any like time jump that shows a year or is it just that it's saying one year? Yeah, I think it just it's just that it says because at the beginning it says like what day it is. And then after that beginning sequence, it says what day it is again. And it's like a year later or something. Okay, because it makes me wonder, like, I would be very weary of having children in this environment. So it's like, did they accidentally <laughs> conceive after the fact? Because, man, I that, that would have been like out of the question, right? It's like, definitely tough. But at the same time, like. Someone has to be having children. I mean, not a year into this case. Right. I mean, it depends. <laughs> I think if they were just on their own, it. Yeah. I don't know if that having kids the best idea, but like if you're in a community, then maybe. Yeah, which they weren't though. Right. right. They didn't so know I, of anyone else that was left. That, that's what's a little weird to me because, like, where it, I want to raise a family, it did mostly feel like this was definitely their home for like years, decades, even. Uh, where it felt like that, I was a little bit like, do they not know their neighbors? Do they not know this old man right here? I mean, they might not. But I feel like when you're in a rural area, when you're a farmer, you tend to know your neighbors. Maybe not well, but you know who they are. Like, And I feel like when an apocalypse happens, such as aliens, you maybe start consider working together. I mean, I know it can be hard to trust people in those scenarios, but at the same time, you at least consider it. <laughs> I remember. I, I completely forgot story. about that sequence of the old man. That's such a sad sequence. Because it's like, yeah. at first you think like, oh, is he hostile? But then you see what's happened. And His you're wife like, died and now he's yeah, it's like what's ready to go. Pretty and easy that, decision. The way he I mean, does it, though, it's so intense. How he like almost holds his breath. He's like, <laughs> which makes great radio by the way but uh yeah he like holds his breath and then uh i forget any of the characters names but john krasinski's character is like we gotta go <laughs> yeah he's like <laughs> like silently like speed walking like and, and it, it reminds me like of all those compilation videos of like dad saving lives kind of stuff <laughs> where he just like turns around and with one arm just grabs his like 10 year old son and just sprints with him when dad mode kicks in yeah <laughs> um and gets to safety like that uh, yeah the, but yeah i don't know it's just such a good movie and i really gotta give like tremendous props to not even from like the enjoyable standpoint because definitely was enjoyable but John Krasinski, I think this was only his second directed movie. Maybe it was his first, but I think he's only done two so far. Um, 
And I got to say, this movie was masterfully directed because the director has to manage everything, right? He's got to manage everything. The lighting, the sound, the, the, the scripts, like he's got to be aware of everything working cohesively um, and the framing of shots. The framing of shots were so good. I was just like, man, I know we didn't. The, the reason why I brought up that I thought you would watch this because of your movie class. I was like, this is the kind of movie that we watched in those classes. Mm-hmm. They they were using these shots. That's some high praise. It's like I was like, this is textbook stuff, and, and it wouldn't surprise me if you find out in a few years that students are <laughs> learning about this movie and the way it was shot. Um, because like I I know a, a 2002 movie that is recently talked that not recently that a lot of people point to that the framing of shots is like genius in uh, is Punch Drunk Love with Adam Sandler. And that was a pretty intense watch. It's pretty rough, but uh, but it's a drama. And seeing this in a genre movie, in a horror movie, it's like, whoa, this is really intense. And with the framing of shots, like, man, a good horror film is a great horror film kind of thing. <laughs> like mm-hmm. um, That if you can do those little extra things, it really enhances the final product. Uh, I think, and, and that's the thing that I, I think I'm most excited for, even beyond just seeing where these characters go, where the story goes, is just to see more of his direction. Mm-hmm. To to see because every stairwell shot was perfect, every uh, house entering shot flawless. Like uh, he managed to like if because remember where every shot we live in the real world, you could choose. 360 degrees and really you could choose even more than that because you can choose a higher elevation a lower elevation so it's like 360 times 360 choices uh and really it's infinite because you could do fractions of degrees but uh semantics my guy keep going semantics (laughs) but it really felt like almost every shot was like near perfect that like he'd chosen the exact angle he wanted and it was the right one like it, it was the most effective the most intense like uh because nothing fell out of place and everything maintained the intensity of the film um man i was gonna ask if you would recommend the movie but like you haven't stopped talking praise for like the last couple minutes i i honestly don't have anything bad to say about it like really good uh it's really good um like i said the worst part's the credits i was like oh it's only 90 minutes long oh <laughs> darn but uh but I mean, horror films traditionally aren't super long. I mean, it's only uh, Kubrick's horror films that are super long kind of thing. <laughs> and and Stephen King's stories that tend to be super long. But, but yeah, I think we're going to move on from here. Uh, I just want to take this time before we get into our new stories to remind everyone that there are two ways to listen to us. One is live right here, right now on twitch.tv slash unanimous indecision. And the other is you can find us later in audio format, wherever podcasts are sold for free on Apple podcasts, Spotify, and the sort. Uh, We also run two shows. We do this show, which is Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern time, where we talk about weekly movie and uh the movie news and then also on saturdays lately we have been talking wandavision uh that is at noon uh noon eastern time you can catch us doing those live shows feel free to join the conversation there share your theories we'll be talking wandavision episode eight 
I believe is what we're on. Uh, It's almost done. There's only nine episodes. We're on the penultimate episode of WandaVision. Episode eight is what we'll be talking about on Saturday. But let's jump into the movie news. Actually, just before that, I want to remind you, those are the places you can find us. But it would be great if you could rate, review, subscribe, wherever you're listening to us. Because that not only helps the algorithms, but it helps other people find us. Uh, which will just spread and grow grow this channel uh, so that other people can find uh, our glorious conversation that we can all have together. Uh, Also follow us on twitch.tv slash unanimous indecision. And with that being said, uh, I think I'm done. (laughs) You sure? Uh, sure? I'm going to pass it over to Taylor to start us going down uh, this week's news articles. All right, all right, all right. Let me pull them up real quick. Where are they at? All right. So first things uh, that we're going to talk about is that, uh, well, one thing I want to say, and this is just something, this is the reason I was a little distracted, but apparently IMDb has a whole section for, uh, for what they consider goofs, and it includes character errors, continuity errors, factual errors, uh, and then things like plot holes, revealing mistakes, uh, uh, and incorrectly regarded as goofs, and all that. I will say this: I, I don't, I don't entirely know what you're looking at, but uh, IMDb is largely run by like normal people. Yeah, community. Yeah. So it is just a people's collection. So it's not. I mean, people poke plot holes in a lot of things that I don't think there's plot holes in. Yeah. So it, it, you and, you could take some of them how you want. <laughs> yeah, and and that's what's cool. And I know, it's, yeah, because I figured that because all things movie. <laughs> I, I figured that because you can see who wrote it, but you can also see how go. people yeah. voted on it. Oh, so you can see at least uh, what the majority thinks. Yeah, there's this one where like it's talking about bloody footprints in the movie, and no one found it interesting. Which I guess is their upvote slash downvote. It says zero it out of. Uh, no, it's it's a quiet place. They're oh, okay. About. I was like bloody footprints. I'm... Yeah, it's it's what probably a minor I... detail someone looked too much into, and people were like, "Yeah, you're you're that there wasn't." Crap. It said that the feet prints didn't match the feet of the person walking, so that's like, you know, just I didn't like. I mean, I I think I walk differently when I'm barefoot. Yeah. So like, couldn't it be a thing that like their feet have started developing different? <laughs> unless, unless their feet are bloody and they're sh- and they don't have shoes on and it's leaving shoe prints, I wouldn't look too much into that. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> like, do you have hooves? Those look like yeah. hooves. That would oh, be so my... funny just to just to put as a gaff that like you intentionally are like, do what I'll let the internet have fun with this scene. <laughs> Ooh, that that actually brings up the idea of like a horror scene where like a shapeshifter is right. walking through a house and they have boots on and then the footprints that they leave are like like someone at, comes back later and finds hoof prints no or- no like the scene shows them walking and it's yeah. like their feet print and it shows like uh like lion paws or something yeah. like i don't know that's like something weird. from their true body something that doesn't connect yeah 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 it'd be cool no, anyway it'd be a fun thing to do First major story, um, we're starting to get back to normal. The New York theaters have a planned reopen schedule, or they are reopening, I guess. Uh, and I think it's 25% capacity. Uh, it says, uh, yeah, they'll be running at 25% capacity or 50% or 50 people per auditorium. So no matter how large it is, 
the max, the upper bound is 50 and the lower bound is 25%. This is really, this is really big. Well, I don't think there's a lower bound. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, like, Um, yeah, I guess they're both upper bound. Yeah. It's Um, just whichever one's lower. Yeah. The lower, well, upper, upper, upper bound. So max bound is 50. There should be a term for upper, upper bound. 25% up to 50 people. Yeah. 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 Um, that's not but true. this this is big because like this New York is one of like the largest. It's huge. It's, it's number two. Is, is it two because of the right behind LA? LA, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so I mean, hey, like if it, if if uh, all the if everything's in place to where they can open relatively safe, that's pretty big. Try and get the people going back to theaters. Um, I have a feeling they're not going to make a lot of money off of doing this, but like it's kind of like we we were talked for a while like some like. The first people to open back up, the first movies to go back to theaters are not going to make some money. Right. For sure. um, yeah. The first but it's starting the process. It's starting the process of getting everybody like, hey, you guys can come back and we'll start going back to normal. So this is big. So so what? when – do they have a date or a rough estimate of when they're going to reopen? Um, it says that uh, starting next month. Okay. So next month, I, I guess could... we'll assume mid-March, mid to late March. Um, I'm looking at – the schedule we have does March that 5th. mean Zack snyder's justice league is going to theaters i don't know I, i'm just probably not um so, so I, that puts us guess. into the unbearable way to massive talent uh ba- boss baby 2 nobody godzilla versus kong shortly after i gotta say godzilla so like that couple of weeks if it's mid-march that's like two weeks for people to get used to it then godzilla versus kong comes back uh, maybe even Mortal Kombat. I'm not entirely sure how much demand. There Just is imagine there. Boss but, Baby being like one of the most money-making well, films. <laughs> well, you you joke. I do. But Crude's A New Age came out, I think, the week before Thanksgiving or Thanksgiving week. That movie's still in theaters. Oh, my God. It's on, a, I think, a 13-week run, and I don't know if it's ending anytime soon. I believe last week it was number one at the box office last week in its 13th <laughs> week. It was number one in the box office against its competition. Crude, the new age. So you joke about boss baby too, but that might actually happen. Boss baby two might be the most watched movie because people with their kids, like never uh, underestimate the family. True. Uh, True. And, and so there, there's a lot of money opportunity and, the fact that Crude's New Age is still making money, it clearly shows that families are willing to go to theaters. Families with little kids are willing to go to theaters. So if that's true in New York, uh, Boss Baby 2 could have hit, hit some stellar numbers. Um, and maybe Ryan the Last Dragon as well. Um, that Although that'll be closer to the release date. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, like... they. Definitely, we hope they're taking all the precautions uh, and the safety measures that that need to be taken. Um, In my experiences going to the theater here, they haven't been super busy, so I I haven't been asking for too much. But uh, from what I saw that they were doing, I was very pleased. I felt very safe. Um, But everyone has a different different measurement for what that is. Um, But I think it's cool now that if you want to go to the movie theaters... It's now going to be available for you in New York. In New York. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for, for you Californians, specifically in LA, I should say. Uh, it's still a little hard for you. Uh, but but I got to imagine LA is going to be shortly shortly after. I mean, 
it really depends on what the what it's like over there. I don't I don't yeah. really want to base their reopening on. Well, for sure, like, for sure. It, yeah, it specifically depends on. But but I I, I think uh, one of the large elements though is the the vaccinations and uh, if we're looking at that from a national standpoint, then, I would love to see that on a city standpoint uh, to see how like what the numbers of vaccinations are for for LA. I think that might play a big role in it specifically. Yeah, uh, obviously they have those numbers and. I don't, we don't, the CDC. How do you not have this? You were, you were supposed to prepare this <laughs> yeah. before the podcast. I, I had this whole slideshow of <laughs> the nation's vaccinations by city. Uh, <laughs> Imagine having time to do that. <laughs> As someone at the CDC has already put it together. That's all I'm yeah, saying. They're getting paid for that. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. If I was getting paid, I would do it for sure. <laughs> all right. What we got next? But yeah, I think it's just good for theaters. Mm -hmm. So the next thing is um, Mortal Kombat trailer came out two minutes and 30 seconds. Um, and let me just say, I am not a I, I wouldn't say that I'm not a fan. I'm just not a member of the Mortal Kombat community. I think it's cool. <laughs> I think I think the competitive community is really cool. Any game that has a really strong support with like competitive play and also like just really good fandom like that I, I always like i guess tip my hat to but it's never been a game i've gotten into and uh you know we've talked about it before video games to movies or video games to different mediums <laughs> is uh it's usually a pretty uh hairy thing to do right so uh very uh you know yeah it a, lot seems of, like a lot a lot at risk and uh just me pulling up the trailer i'll be honest the first thing i did didn't even watch it. I just looked at the rating, the like and uh, wow. the upvotes and the downvotes. <laughs> looked at the views, and then I went to the comments. And it looks like people are loving it. All the fans are really into it. Um, it seems like they're pretty satisfied with what they're seeing. So, um, I caution them: trailers can be deceiving. That's true. And we won't know gotten, until the movie comes out. We've already gotten one Mortal Kombat movie. Uh, two. Yeah. Two. Yeah, 95, 95 and 97. Oh, I did not know there was a second one. Yeah, so this is uh, uh this is the first one in 14 years. And well, I guess the mere fact that I haven't heard about the second one and the one I did hear about, I heard not a lot of positive things about. Although though it's weird. Uh, even the people that do like the movie, they're like, "No, I love that movie. It's a terrible movie, but I love it." Right. And uh, and that's totally fine. I mean, uh, one of those cult classics that just add to our like culture as a whole. Uh, that's fine, but I don't know. I, I kind of fall into the same boat as Taylor. Um, I only played very briefly. What was it like Mortal Kombat nine or whatever, maybe even eight. I, I don't remember. I don't know what they're on now, but, uh, yeah, 12. yeah they're, this was like years ago though. Um, yeah, so I, I only briefly played no, one 11, of them and so I, I wasn't too familiar, but I gotta say trailer was pretty exciting i was into it <laughs> i agree but also i have some questions <laughs> i have some questions also for sure uh, um i have two leading theories about okay, where this you, movie you... goes okay um, so either so it seems to again i don't know the characters names so it's either just focusing on a completely new character or is that Liu kang <laughs> question mark um I think I think the name I think didn't they drop the name? I I don't remember. 
I don't remember the name. I'm be honest. There were so many names throughout thrown I'm out. Pretty sure. Because uh, we see Scorpion, we see Sub Zero, we see Jax, we see Sonya, uh, we see a handful of others that I don't know the name of. Uh, Raiden, of course. But um, and and so from that standpoint, I was like, this was pretty hype. It felt like kind of a video game trailer that was like. Hey, you can play as this character and this character and this character and this character, and they all have their motivations and whatnot. Um, but it very much seems that so they get called to this tournament, and it seems like the majority of characters will be focused on, hey, we want to win this tournament for like world peace or whatever. Uh, that was one of my questions. And then on the other side, it's Sub Zero and uh, I was gonna say Captain Cold. Sub Zero and Scorpion have like this revenge tour against each other. <laughs> like, and it kind of makes me feel that like, uh, yeah, Taylor, you you can go grab that real quick. Um, but uh, yeah, Luke King's gonna be in it. Yeah, it, it kind of made me feel that <laughs> I was like, well, if you're pitting Sub-Zero and Scorpion against each other, tradition, you have to do it. Um, if you're going to pit them against each other, even in the trailer, I was like, you obviously build that up for like the finals. And since you only lose by dying, does that just mean everyone else is going to die? Or there is a moment where a couple of them seem like they're together, they're buddies, and they're like, we got to take this thing down. And so on one side, they're like, we have to destroy the tournament. And on the other side, Sub-Zero and Scorpion are like, but I'm using the tournament to kill each other. <laughs> <laughs> they both want the tournament. They're like, this is important. We're like, they, they all show up. And they're like, all right, we got, we got to go. We got to settle this. And everyone else is like, this is bad. We can't have this. <laughs> and they're, they're just like off in a warehouse fighting. And, and they want it to happen only so that they can fight each other. <laughs> <laughs> they want to go through everyone just to fight each other. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the deaths look brutal. They um, do. I, I have a bit of a question about the, the, the invitation, the, the birthmark. <laughs> yeah. Does that just appear? Because if you're born with it, do you have to go as a one-year-old or, or maybe you or get like a 16 year exemption that they're like, okay, well, we'll wait till you're 16. Um, or maybe they're not born with it, but there's like a guy walking around to different world hospitals and is like just branding children. <laughs> That's the storyline. I need the subplot. What are we talking about? We're, We're talking about branding children for, for fighting. Okay. Yeah. How else do you do it? Children's fight clubs, man. Children's fight clubs. Um, but yeah, because he was like, oh, you, it's, it's a birthmark. And he shows the birthmark or the shows the, the mark. And later, like, that's not a birthmark. That's an invitation. I'm like, then how is how did he get it? Right. Did someone like brush up to him and brand him? I mean, it could just be something totally supernatural. I it mean, could maybe, be. maybe Again, there are this, powers in this world. Maybe there's this semi omniscient character that is branding people. Uh, considering much of our characters have fire powers, ice powers, lightning powers, <laughs> like is it, isn't one of the characters a lizard in one of the games? Like, I mean, there's a lizard person in this trailer. I missed that. Bit. It's it's like I, half a second. I looked for it and I couldn't find it. So it's like half a second or less of some of it. Like, um, it's, it's towards quick. the end when we see like the the forearm guy, but like there's a, a brief shot where there's like a human sized lizard looking thing fighting someone. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Um, um, 
but I like to think I like to think that it's like a, a semi omniscient like um, office worker. It's like, oh, I hate my job. I got to go around and brand children. Brand, brand children. <laughs> got to prepare for the the, the um, fight in 20 years. Yeah, I, I'm super interested about how this turns out. But it's like, you got to wonder that like deep down, you're making this movie. You kind of want it to be a franchise, right? You don't want this to be a one-off, do you? I, I think if they wanted it to be a one-off, it could be great. You just kill everyone off. You but literally they've made those kind of movies and like... But this is the day and age of franchises. They definitely it's want the, to it's the day and else. age of franchises. And so with that in mind, you don't want to kill everyone off. And so that leans me more into half the people want to shut it down. So, so that's also, why I really think that's, that's going to play a big part into it. I am kind of curious though. Cause like how many of like the classic characters are going to show up? It looks like a lot. I mean, we get like eight in this. I, I, I didn't even see the lizard one. So counting but like if now, they want to do a sequel, if they if have if they bring in the entire right. cast of the game, who, who are you saving? Right. Yeah. Because like if you make a sequel, but like seven of your twelve died. <laughs> right. That's the thing is it's one v one elimination. You just die. Like unless just like half you can't, the, you can't get far into that tournament before you can't get a franchise. Do you anymore. think like an hour of this movie is just set up? We don't even get to the tournament. One hour is just set up establishing every single character's motivation and why they need to win. <laughs> and then this and starts then and we and start one of the fights last and, 10 seconds. And they die. Oh. <laughs> it's just a completely... Taylor, uh, what are your thoughts about this trailer? I, like I said, I mean, it looks action-packed. I don't know if it will be a, you know, one for the one for the history books in it by any means, but it might, I mean, you never know. Uh, We could get really surprised and this might be a theatrical masterpiece. Um, It's not. (laughs) It's not. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if theatrical masterpieces in the cards. Maybe that'll be a huge shock. I'll say that. How crazy would that be though? A video game movie literally shakes the industry and goes, I'm going to make a controversial opinion here. Uh, statement uh this movie's gonna suck and it's gonna fall into the rest of the video game i don't know if that's a controversial statement i don't think that's controversial i think you're into patterns i think if you had (laughs) if you had your hand and you were gonna bet uh, I think you're betting on Taylor, the biggest odds. Taylor's gotten into poker, so (laughs) you're 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 not betting against the odds on that one. You're betting with them. (laughs) Right. So uh, <laughs> throw a rock like just in Hollywood, hit someone, and it makes a better movie than this. Oh, okay. <laughs> man, that that's tough. I have no reason to believe that. Uh, <laughs> I don't think right. this is gonna be well. I think this trailer was, uh, and if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. And I, you know what? Yeah. I love being proved wrong when it comes to movies because that usually means it turns out better than I expected. think. I think this movie will be at least as good as Monster Hunter, which again, I think Monster Hunter does have a lot of problems, okay, but it was enjoyable. So- it was then fun. That's yeah. good. Then that's it's good. If action. Get out an enjoyable movie, then that's fine. Like I, mm-hmm. I don't call Monster Hunter a loss by any means. I, I was interested. It, it didn't crush my interest in it. <laughs> Crushed your dreams. Uh, <laughs> so, so I think it'll be at least as good as Monster. Okay. Hunter. Well, that's. I mean, that's not bad. It. I, I don't myself, expect it to be good enough to get a franchise unless it makes enough in the boards. Like, eh, sure. Yeah. For sure. I, I don't think this is going to be like a uh, a fine. And again, it could be wrong, but like I don't. I'm not expecting this to be a huge financial success. Well, it does have the benefit of not having a ton of competition. Do we have um, a release date for this? Yeah, Mortal Kombat, it's kind of a late trailer, but it's similar to the Godzilla versus Kong. 
Uh, it's going out tomorrow. Two two months away. <laughs> okay. Um, well, there we go. We have that to look forward to. Yeah. All right. So this is a story that I told my wife Grace about, and <laughs> I, uh, she wanted to know what it was, and I told her she's going to have to wait. So here it is. Uh, she's a really big fr- fan of this franchise. Uh, well, I wouldn't say franchise. Definitely the old franchise. The IP. Uh, but yeah, yeah. the uh, so the Adams family is getting a spinoff series about Wednesday Adams. Now, at first, I would say, okay, let's let's hold on. Is it is it animated? Is it live action? It is live action, questions. and it's going to be directed by Tim Burton. So, did he direct the original Adams Family movie? I think so. Okay, the the nineties. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Maybe or those aren't the original. 80s. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, uh, okay. this yeah. the most known Addis Family movies. Yeah. Uh, Although now looks... maybe the most known one is the animated one that came out three years ago. Yeah. So ninety one <laughs> and ninety three Addis Family movies. Okay. Uh, beautiful movies. Uh, Wednesday is played by Christina Ritchie uh, in the ninety one and ninety three films. Um, but yeah, I really hope this. Uh, this show is as much as I want from it because I think they have the IP is like so interesting and I think it's such a cool like idea to have like these Halloween type characters just living in reality (laughs) as like normal people but they're not normal obviously but uh, to give a little uh, intro it's written here that uh it's about uh, Wednesday spending her years at the Nevermore uh, Academy, and uh, she's going to be, you know, trying to master her psychic ability, uh, possibly uh, trying to solve a supernatural mystery that's got, you know, her parents involved somehow. But this I think Wednesday just- is a very interesting character to follow, and I think she's one of the most beloved characters uh, in the series. A lot of people are drawn to her like creepiness and her. I think she's the kind of our, not necessarily our point of view, but she's kind of like our entry point into their family. Yeah. Despite her sadisticness. (laughs) Yes. She, and that's what I mean by creepy. Like she, she, she is kind of like this, like she's almost like her dad's so goofy. Her mom is so yeah, entranced by that. romance. And then like her brother is just like kind of goofy as well. And, and her uncle's a lunatic. <laughs> yeah, but she's like, remember. she's like this like serious and devious, like almost psychopath. <laughs> but Ian, what was your question again? Who's your favorite Adams family member? Mine's definitely the dead. I, I love the dead. Um, what about you, Tay? I would say Wednesday, um, Wednesday or. Yep. <laughs> or uh, what's her name? The mom. The mom. What's her name, though? I, I can't think of any of their names other than Wednesday at this point. Um, Wednesday Adams. What, and... what about you, Ian? You, you asked the question. <laughs> Minus, minus, kind of silly, and it's just because it everyone forgets. So it's uh, the kid from the nineteen ninety three movie, uh, Pubert Adams. 
<laughs> Kid with a little mustache. Yeah. <laughs> He's like a spitting image of his dad, right? <laughs> Definitely my favorite character. Um, yeah. Morticia. Uh, Morticia, oh Morticia. Gomez. Gomez. Isn't it? And then Fester, Uncle Fester. And then uh yeah, it's, it's, it's a weird Pugs collection. Like, um I'm this, only so excited about right? no, the TV show. It's TV show. Yeah. TV show. Um I, I gotta say I'm not I mean I, I like the Anna's family movies, but like I'm not clamoring for more. The thing that does have me excited about this though is Tim Burton's return. Yeah. And uh, live action. They've done animated and stuff. live action. I, I is this his first foray into TV? Could be. I don't hundred percent know. It could be. Um so that that's interesting as well. Um, and Tim I, Burton was not the the director, by the way. It was Barry Sonnenfeld. Oh, okay. Sonnenfeld. Well, despite that, they feel like Tim Tim Burton kind of movies. Um, yeah. So, so I, I think his yeah. his style will fit this uh, IP very well. Because mm-hmm. um, that's the thing. I feel like they that you're either a pro Tim Burton guy or not. <laughs> like like mm-hmm. Tim Burton's got a specific style. You either like it or you don't. Um, I, I'm very pro Tim Burton movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I love Michael Keaton Batman. Like his take on Batman was so amazing to me. Um, yeah. So imaginative. Um, the thing that also excites me about this is that uh, one of the, that the writers are from Smallville. Yes. For this show. And I'm really excited about that. Yeah. Um, Cause I really enjoyed Smallville. So having that coupling of the Smallville writers, Tim Burton directing, I'm in. Yeah, uh, no, this, it's kind of interesting because I I think the article says that it's like it's like a YA like thriller. So this is really trying to fit or to like to reach like a younger audience. It's really I don't know if the audience. I think Adam's is, like, family always did though, right? I mean, yes, we all watched it at a very young age. Very true. Uh, so that makes sense. Despite it maybe being a little over the top. <laughs> yeah, um, I, and, I think it's always been a relatively YA kind of goofy fun thing mm-hmm. uh for for directors though um just speaking on tim burton in the past uh because we we were saying oh it's a very tim burton style um uh, like ip i guess like we could yeah. see him definitely doing something like this uh yeah he in the uh in the 90s he did beetlejuice in edward scissors mm-hmm. hands so that makes Be- sense beetlejuice if you told me Beetlejuice existed in the world of the Adams family, no <laughs> doubt for me. Yeah. yeah Could that's we see true. that crossover? I'm just saying. And uh, Actually, I don't know if we've talked about it. Wait, but... Wednesday summons Beetlejuice? Yeah. <laughs> I don't. That's not an episode? Turns out yeah. Beetlejuice is just like a cousin. <laughs> Bring Michael Keaton back? I would be so into that. Yeah. And and I don't know if, uh, if we... Uh, have talked about it yet but apparently beetlejuice is getting a sequel from tim burton i don't remember that but very cool about that yeah it's Uh, been uh apparently it's been announced okay um but it was announced in 2019 Mm. so who knows how wonder if it's still on the back burner yeah the Um, fact that we're getting this announcement yeah but wednesday is his latest release and it's just going to be called wednesday apparently um but yeah, going with those single, single, single word, single name, first name, titles. yeah, first name titles. Man, it's mm-hmm. it's Continue. bad. <laughs> this might be. I don't. 
I feel like I have an irrational like hatred towards that. Not necessarily hatred, but I feel like it's a strong word, but I'm not a big fan of like the single word. Yeah. I feel like it's too simple. It's too it's, it's a cheap idiot. way of doing it. What yeah. about Frankenweenie? That's one word, but that's very <laughs> But it's but it's a little bit more fun, you know. It's it's, it's more brandable. fun, but it's also it, it it's yeah, more it's brandable. Direct, like, it's brandable. Like Whereas, have you seen Wednesday? <laughs> <laughs> Whereas like Wednesday even Wednesdays though a little bit better than some like other ones like Solo's not great, Lucy's not great, even though Lucy what was Is the it, manga named Lucy also? I don't know. I don't know, actually. Um, um if it, if it's not, then I think that's a mistake. Um isn't the Halloween just called Halloween, like the new one? Yeah, but that's not a name per se. I, I have a bigger problem with the names. I don't mind one of okay. titles. Okay, but more if it's someone's name. If it's, name. If it's uh, protagonist's name, uh, gotcha. I'm not I'm not into that. Okay. Unless you have something with it, like Raya and the Last Dragon. Like the, the one after Raya and the Last Dragon. If it was just, just called Raya. Uh, the Pixar movie that's coming out later is just Luca. They did that with Coco? They did that with uh, Moana? Yeah, so it's like, I'm not into that. Frozen's a so much better title than Elsa or Anna. Like right, they just named that. Yeah. Even if they had called it Elsa and Anna, Frozen's a better title. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. Um, well, but, anything else to say about this? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, uh, it's definitely a franchise that has had a lot of, you know, attempts at, you know, capitalizing on it. Um, and it's a pretty big portfolio now of stuff that is considered, you know, a part of it uh, as a whole. Um, so it's interesting to think about if this is a turning point for it, where people start, you know, when people recommend uh, the Adams <laughs> family, they start recommending the first movie, the Don't second movie, back. and Wednesday rather than, you know, forgetting about all the other yeah. content. I, I think there's a lot of, I, I think we've actually proven that there's a lot of demand for something like this. I mean, um, with the animated Adams family doing so well recently. And I, I think I want to say even that movie's getting a sequel. Um, and then even though it's not necessarily the same, but I think it falls into a similar vein, the hotel Transylvania movies being so successful mm-hmm. um, that I think there is this um, encouragement to kind of bring it to, to remind the, the young audience of Frankenstein, the mummy. And, and I mean, Adam's family is like a twist on all those uh, iconic uh, monster movies kind of thing. It's like a monster movie. If they were slightly more normal, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) it's not quite the monsters, you know? Uh, So like, yeah, I, I think there's just this strong push nowadays to bring in that young audience to the the iconic monsters. Yeah. And, and Wednesday is the, the, the Adams Family is like the slightly off iconic monsters. <laughs> um, that's how I feel about it anyway. So so I think it, as long as it's a quality product, the, it, it could definitely be a turning point mm-hmm. for, for the IP. I mean, I'll say it's got a, it's, it has a better start than Mortal Kombat does. Man, you're not looking forward to this. <laughs> the movie looks cool. Let, let's keep going, Taylor. So the next thing is is that Paddington Three is greenlit. Um, still haven't seen the first two, 
So, but it's interesting. Uh, the fact that it's got a third one coming, maybe I should see them at this point because, yeah, it's getting to the the to have a trilogy for. I think the first one only came out this decade. So, right, right, yeah, in the last ten years for sure. So that uh, means, I mean, it's it's building itself to be a pretty memorable franchise for a lot of people. So, um, I don't really know much about this series. Me neither. Yeah, they, I I don't I I think none of us super know about it, but uh, uh, it it is news regardless. Um, and, and maybe we should check it out because they're they're making a third one, like Taylor said, and they are pretty popular movies. They're very financially successful. Um, and I think they're just they're just good wholesome wholesome movies about this family taking in a bear mm-hmm. at uh, talks. We could we could use some wholesome movies. So. This like Winnie the Pooh kind of character right. <laughs> kind of thing. Um, so I, I think it's just one of those things that like it's it's this wholesome thing in amongst zombie movies kind of thing. <laughs> 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 That was your cue, Taylor. You you missed it. Is that not the next one? It's not the next one, anyways. I, I yeah, guess. I was kind of confused. Uh, <laughs> you, can, you, you can go out of order. Uh, okay. Well, the cool thing is, uh, remind me to go back if I forget. But uh, Army of the Dead, a movie I'm very excited about. Zack Snyder's made it, uh, and I'm very excited to see it because the plot sounds really really cool. Uh, it is coming. It's getting released on Netflix. I think it's May 5th, they said. Uh, uh, 21st. 21st, sorry. May 21st on Netflix. It will be, uh, it's set to release. Um, and this is a movie that is about, uh, it's a different take on a zombie world. So we're past the stages of an outbreak. We're past the stages of chaos and all this stuff. Uh, essentially, um, there has nice. been a zombie outbreak in Las Vegas. <laughs> And they quarantined it successfully. They, the United States government shut it off and no one can go get in and out. And uh, yeah, life continues. But uh, this is not the story about all that. This is a story about a group of <laughs> people who are trying to take advantage of the situation. Vegas is on lockdown with zombies. That means there's a lot of money just sitting there. And that's what they're going to do. They're going to go steal from this zombie infested quarantine zone. Cause it's one of the, probably the most valuable place to steal from in the, in the country, <laughs> at least on a, you know, um, now is this still in the world of Dawn of the dead? I don't think so. I, I, I think this is separate. Well, so in the article, it says when it was first announced, granted 10 years ago, 12 years ago, when it was first announced, it was a sequel to Dawn of the Dead. Oh, okay. But that was 12 years ago. And it, I think it was <laughs> shelved and then went to a different company. And now it's with Netflix. And it, right. Um, so, and so like, who knows? But it makes me wonder if it is a sequel. Now I haven't seen Dawn of the Dead, but like, okay, Dawn of the Dead is the zombie outbreak movie, mm-hmm. right? So the zombies are out there and people are dealing with it. Okay. How, the, so does that mean we got control of the situation such that they quarantined Vegas, or is this a prequel, actually? So, so I, for, for what I can understand, so trial for this movie to make sense, life has had to gone on. Because if 
the entire society has collapsed and there's no economy. There's right. no reason to steal, steal any of this money. Yeah. Yeah. So and how did you quarantine it? Like, yeah. Yeah. So the idea is that the United States is doing fine. That yeah. maybe, maybe we have increased, increased Homeland security budgets for keeping the borders tight because we don't want zombies getting in and out, but, uh, <laughs> or in not out. Uh, um, but uh, yeah, I think, I think we're going to see a very thriving United States where maybe, you know, tensions high because you know zombies right. exist but uh the main thing is is that there's this group of investors who are willing to gamble on this militia group to go in and steal stuff for them from this lockdown zone and uh i think another thing too is that the government is actively like not say protecting the zone but like trying to keep people out because they understand right. like there's a lot of assets sitting in there and they don't want people just poaching it um I'd say that also probably just from like a like a biological warfare stance or just yeah like you don't want people to spread like yeah like the CDC is gonna have some say like you don't you don't go there right yeah. right right <laughs> yeah it's uh yeah. it's kind of interesting um to think about and yeah I didn't even think about the the I was thinking about the idea of just like asset protection but yeah the idea that you want to quarantine but also protect it so that people aren't going in and out and possibly unquarantining right. it. Uh, yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, it, it kind of reminds me of a. There's a recent video talking about how this like cruise ship crashed on the shores of like Italy mm -hmm. or something. Yeah, and within like, you know, weeks, it had been completely like gutted by people scuba diving to it and stealing stuff wow. from like the casino and all this stuff. Uh, huh. But yeah, it makes you think that when opportunity arises, people like that are going to take advantage of it. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, and that's not an easy thing to scuba dive to a cruise ship. So it's definitely <laughs> I mean, believable. Not an easy that, thing to enter a zombie infestation. <laughs> yeah. And they have like helicopters and yeah. all this like stuff. So I'm sure. It's going to be interesting. Question. And that, is, and that makes me think like, wonder if that's the end, uh, Ian, them actually accidentally unquarantining well, the zone. That, that's what I was bringing up. It's okay. connections to Dawn of the Dead and the fact that he's making his whole like of the dead universe. So this could Which be... Which is what I want it to be called. I want it to be called the Of the Dead Universe. The Of the Dead Universe. The Of the Dead Universe. Um, because he has other projects in development. I think uh, there's a TV show in addition to this. I think an anime. Um, and maybe an anime. So yeah, so so creating all this stuff around the Of the Dead IP. <laughs> um, that, that's why I was bringing up oh, Dawn of the Dead. Because it's like, this movie has to end. Like Even if they get the money... It kind of ends badly, right? Like, it, like it the zombies get them. out. The zombies like it, get out. Like the the shots like on them, like they're congratulating each other, patting themselves on the back because they got all the money, and then like the, it pans up and like zombies break through the barricade or something. Right, because they weakened some defense to get out or to get in or something. Right, like their and... their big escape crum crumbled the infrastructure. <laughs> or what if as they're getting in, they damage the infrastructure and they're inside and we're spending the whole time in in Vegas and whatnot, and then they get out only to find out the society has collapsed because of what they <laughs> when they went in. So now the money is worthless. Hey, uh, hey, Bill, you uh, you locked the the door behind us, right? You locked the gate, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, no. They succeed, but it's meaningless, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, and it does look like uh, it said that uh, the rating got released as well, but I don't see the the, the uh, rating. 
Yeah, I, it, I do have a question. It might not have been on this article. There, there were a couple articles, but it will be rated R. Okay, uh, which Obvious. I think was the expected value. It's a Zack Snyder zombie movie. Like, has <laughs> has our boy Zack been attached to this like from the get go, or is this like a relatively recent? Well, he directed Dawn of the Dead. So okay, yeah. so from the so even back yeah. to that. Okay, gotcha. As far as I know, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Um. So I guess moving on, our next story is. Uh, Zoe Saldana, Saldana, yep, is going to be in a movie on Netflix uh, called The Bluff, which is about pi- pirates. The, yes, eighteen hundred Caribbean pirates. So. This is cool because I I think this is like what I always wanted Pirates of the Caribbean to be. Dude. Not to say that I I have stuff against Pirates of the Caribbean, but like it always it's so fantastical and like they kept getting bigger and bigger. This is just a down-to-earth, gritty movie about pirates in that time. So I'm, it's, I'm a real, weird... it's a realistic pirates, yeah. is what you're saying. So I, yeah. I'm the weirdo that loves the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. All of them. All five of them. I love them. I'm the weirdo that likes them all. Now I don't like them all equally, but I do like them all. Um, and I even still want that Pirate 6 movie. I still want it. I, I need to. I need that conclusion to this story. What was there? There was a cliffhanger on five. I need it. Um, <laughs> how does Davy Jones come back? Tell me. Uh, but <laughs> I got to tell you, I saw this article briefly, and for a moment, I almost like had a heart attack out of joy because Zoe Saldana is in the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie. She's um, in the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie. And ever since they've been talking about wanting to do a female-led Pirates of the Caribbean movie, I'm like, use a character that was introduced. She was so she wasn't used a ton, but she was cool. Like Jack Sparrow was super intimidated by her. And he has that line uh, um Gibbs says, Frightful bad luck to bring a woman aboard. And he says, It'd be it'd be much worse if we didn't. <laughs> it's like I want to learn more about her. Um that being said it's not connected. But yeah, uh, I'm I'm all for it. More pirates movies. Um pirates pirates to me at, is like possibly the more recent kind of human mythos that we have. Like like we talk about like Greek and Roman mythos kind of stuff or or like superheroes as being American mythos. To to me like Pirates of the Caribbean is like Europe's mythos, you know? Okay. Like it, it's not super old, but, but it, these were real people. They, and it's like, they have all this folklore built about around them, Blackbeard and, and whatnot. Like it's so yeah, Ponce de Leon. Like, honestly, that's why I, I'm pretty excited for it just because of the, the idea of like the lack of like fantastical things to be honest. Like I want to see a, like it would be awesome to get like a Narcos like show about pirates where they're like (laughs) smuggling and like getting tracked and like people getting caught and like all that, like a very high intense high reward show. That's like real and like just gritty, you know, like it wasn't great being out on the sea constantly. And this is the 1800s. Like, you know, they didn't have built-in showers on the boat, built-in bathrooms. Like, <laughs> well, why, why would you need those? You just hop in the ocean. Yeah. 
I don't think this is supposed to be that kind of movie. I think because it's following Zoe Saldana. She's playing uh, a Caribbean woman named Ersel, I believe. Uh, and it's showing her past being in, or her island being invaded by, as the article calls it, vicious buccaneers. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I feel like this is not going to glorify pirates in any way. Right. Uh, this oh, is going okay. to be just yeah. So this is not going to be like oh look pirates. It's just it's it's a non fantastical pirates movie. This is going to show like from the natives' perspective right. how vicious and bloodthirsty pirates can be. Mm-hmm. Which I'm still I still want. I, I it's really it's like the beginning idea. of Pirates of the Caribbean one with the with Black Pearl coming to uh, uh, Port Royal. Except just really expanding on that invasion, <laughs> like mm-hmm. <laughs> the pillaging of it all. Right. Yeah. So I, I, I'm actually really excited about this. This seems really cool. Yeah. And so this Zoe Saldana, another MCU actor, obviously she's done things other than MCU, but something we've seen kind of tradition of is whether it's Chris Hemsworth or Tom Holland, MCU actor now doing a personal project kind of thing for the Russo brothers, uh, Chadwick Boseman as well. And so it's like <laughs> another Agbo production. Um, What's... Which I think the one thing, if you if you want to talk about the one thing that Agbo movies have in common, fantastic action. If nothing else, they have great action. I mean, yeah, true. Uh, she, her plates like has to be filling up because she's also doing Avatar 2 through 5. <laughs> yeah weren't they gonna do those back to back also back to back to back yep all the way through yeah huh i wonder when they all have time to do this i i don't know how schedules work maybe it's not quite back to back um I, something else because i and i don't know exactly i don't know my caribbean history that much but i feel like 1800 is like on the end of like the the pirate era I could be wrong. I don't know all the years. I think um, so. Sure. I mean, 1800 <laughs> is was the peak of probably population and also like non-industrial movement through the Caribbean. So maybe uh, it was the peak of the period. Okay, because... so quick Google search. It began in the rough early 1500s and phased out in like the 1830s. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it probably, and it was probably because of industrialization and also like the United States becoming more settled. There was a bigger crackdown also, the the British Navy and the Spanish Navy, Mm -hmm. that there was a huge just, they just eliminated pirates. Like, (laughs) yeah. Um, But yeah, let's go ahead and keep going. It sounds exciting though. So uh, the next story is um, Amelia Clark is replacing Amber Heard's Mira rumor. Mira? Yes, it is a rumor. It's Queen Mira. Uh, uh, queen? Is she queen yet? No, she's not queen yet, but the, the character <laughs> yeah. um, in Aquaman. Uh, I guess in the DC universe. Um, this has been... I Okay, so it's a rumor, so there's nothing to substantial i don't want to like say definitively one way or the other right um but i i don't when when did when was uh amber heard removed from the project so she hasn't 
Okay, to our, that's that, to our not publicly. That's what I, that's what I thought. I was like, I was trying to think back. I was like, I don't recall that news article. Yeah, so that's why it's largely a rumor. Right. But uh, I guess we can discover it in this article about where she was talking about her new home or her old home that she just sold. Um, the article references sources that they had um, saying that she is replacing Amber Heard as Mara. So again, we don't know how good those sources are. It could yeah. just be a complete mistake, but maybe they are hearing things. Um, I don't think it would surprise too many people given that the Amber Heard, Johnny Depp situation is still up in the air. And Not Johnny only is it up in Depp the air. was removed from his projects. So it, Not only is uh, it up in the air, I believe the trial just got pushed back to 2022. Which, if it got pushed back, that would lean me more towards Amber Heard keeping her job in Aquaman 2. That if it gets pushed back, she has time to film Aquaman 2. Right. Um, I don't know. I don't want to get into the, the yeah, whole situation. I, we probably not do that right. We're, we're not going to get into the TMZ but, of it all. But uh, if they go with it, I mean, the, the mayor character hasn't been... <laughs> to uh there hasn't been too much character development for the mayor character so far so uh, i don't necessarily care one way or another uh at this stage um do you maybe think, after aquaman 2 do you think more. we get actual character development in aquaman 2 maybe i mean do you think we get aquaman 2? no <laughs> yes <laughs> I, the, aquaman 1 was a billion dollar movie <laughs> i believe it's supposed to start I, filming i would go like, so far to think there's no universe where we don't get an Aquaman to, even if you recasted Jason Momoa for some reason. I believe <laughs> Aquaman 2 is supposed to start filming in May, unless it got pushed back due to um, COVID. I'm pretty sure that's when That sounds right, yeah. So um, it's still a little ways out, but I, I will say the one good thing about Aquaman 2 with this is that it's good that they're talking about it. It's good that <laughs> this article gets people talking about Aquaman 2. Um, it was an exciting movie, not necessarily one of my favorites, but it was an exciting movie. I think uh, it was, I, I place it similarly with Captain Marvel in that for me, it was very easy to guess and figure out what was going on. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know if there was a single part of that movie that surprised me except maybe like the black, black, black Manta stuff. I did. Right. For sure. Uh, but um, other than that, I, that I knew that whole movie. So like, and, and that's the thing is that that's what does have me excited for uh, Aquaman too, is I have to imagine they're going to be leaning into the black Manta aspect quite a bit. Mm -hmm. um, since they set all of that up. <laughs> um, Good girl. Is that true? Randall park or is it at the end of Aquaman? Too? I don't know. At the end of Aquaman or is I'm it, sure. uh, what, what's that comedian's name? Ken Cho? Ken, Ken. I don't remember what his I name is. I know who you're talking about, but I yeah. don't know. I don't know enough about comedians to know the names. I have it mixed up in my head right now. Um, All right, moving on. What's what story do you have next? The next story that we have is that um, Supergirl is in Flash. Yeah, Taylor, what do you think about this? <laughs> Have not seen Flash and have not seen Supergirl. Well, well that's ne great. Neither one of those things have to do with this. <laughs> this that's great because uh, neither of those projects exist yet uh, within the universe that we're talking about. 
Wait, did we have a TV show? <laughs> yes, we, we did have, have a TV show. show, Supergirl and the Flash. These are movies. This is in the DCU. Um, and different cast, different universe, Story. sort of. Oh, my goodness. Uh, <laughs> okay, okay. Now, knowing that, no, knowing that it's not attached to the TV shows, that you're not behind, other than the fact that you haven't seen Justice League and Aquaman and Shazam. But you're not missing out on much. But like... But but like this is a the Flash movie. Um, it's not like there was a Flash prequel. Uh, knowing that you're not missing out, does that interest you that there will be uh, a Supergirl character, Supergirl, a Superman character, Supergirl, <laughs> um, in the Flash movie? Does that does that change your perception of the Flash movie? We already no. know that uh, both Michael Keaton's Batman. And Ben Affleck's Batman will be in the Flash, so so we're creating a whole little Justice League here uh, for the Flash movie. Should we change the name to Justice League? No, uh, sorry, but <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. And honestly, I can't wait to see DC. I feel like DC EU needs to just step away for like five years. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't they're know. Try, they're trying to get up there. They're trying to get their I, feet underneath him. I, I don't agree with that at all because the last few DCU movies have been fantastic. The last things to come out, film wise of DC. I mean, is sure. Joker okay, in DCU? No. no, it's not. Well, then, well, then it's not that um, great then. <laughs> Uh, well, jo well, Joker's not in anything except for itself, so nothing. Joker better. is completely standalone. Uh, I know, and it was great. But uh, it anything else? So, if we take out Wonder Woman 1984, which even though I liked it, it most people don't like it. Most people aren't too fond of it. So, if we, if, but if we take out Wonder Woman 1984, Shazam, I really enjoyed. Yes. Aquaman, a lot of other people really enjoy. <laughs> um, I give it a B. And then uh, why Wonder Woman, obviously. Huge You're forgetting hit. one. I am forgetting one. What am I forgetting? Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey. Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey, uh, which is what I'm mixed on. Um, so I think they've got, they're, they're three and two. Three wins, two losses. Um. I think that's reason to keep making these things. Um, I mean, they really, they haven't quite found their, even the losses still yet. made. Well, I guess birds of prey. They both had COVID problems. I don't know. That's right. awesome. Uh, <laughs> I, I also want to continue seeing movies. I, again, like I said, I'm trying to say that once they get their feet underneath them, they'll, they'll really start being able to tell good stories. I think the biggest issue has been, they haven't had a single person in charge. There's been no one person being like, we gotta, and I don't, I'm not trying to directly That's not entirely true. I don't want to directly but... call a comparison to Kevin Feige, but, but I do think having one person being like, okay, we're trying to tell a story. Yeah. So if don't either don't touch these beats or maybe talk about them a little bit, we, this is the direction we want to go. If you have five directors, five writers working on five different movies that can do anything they want, it's really hard to be able to wind that all into something. Or at least you're going to yeah, set like, yourself some It doesn't even need to be winded into something. Yes, obviously, we all want it to be winded into it something. It doesn't, but if you want a Justice League movie, at some point, their paths are going to have to cross. Yeah, but you could just make three Wonder Woman movies, three Batman movies, three Flash movies, three whatever movies, and, and just keep going through it. And then one day just be like, hey, what if we just brought all those characters together? And Remember that character you beat in your second movie? Well, it's my time to fight him. 
<laughs> right. <laughs> well, I mean, ideally, there's like, I mean, they still work for the same studio, so there's still some communication. But that's my point. I think if but there, was there, there would be that communication, regardless. I mean, they know what movies they're making. They they would go, oh, we just greenlit a Superman versus Brainiac movie. Maybe we don't greenlit a Supergirl versus Brainiac movie. <laughs> it's coming up next year. Maybe we don't greenlight that. We we have Supergirl fight someone else. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> uh, or Flash is fighting a different version of Batman. Okay, maybe we were aware of that with our Batman movie, so we don't have a similar theme with it. Uh, like, like remember th these movies still have to get approved to be made. It's not like directors just make movies, right? Um, so I, I will say that, but yeah, it would be nice if there was a a cohesive voice throughout the the films. Do you think Kevin Feige is down for a little side hustle uh, over at DC? Uh, honestly, I think it if he wanted. <laughs> if he wanted he gets it yeah um and, and i don't think he would have anything against it because frequently we see things between him and uh whether it's Zack snyder or patty jenkins other dceu directors and he goes i'm super excited for that who was it uh someone james gunn when he was going to direct the suicide squad uh, James Gunn was talking to Kevin Feige. The, this story was leaked um, or maybe just told uh, where James Gunn was said he was talking to Kevin Feige. He said, they told me I could, I could do any DC product project I wanted. And I came back to them with, I either want Superman or the suicide squad. And, <laughs> and they told him to do suicide squad. Um, uh, and he said, man, Superman would be wild. I'd be all in for your take on Superman, but I'm just as excited for you doing the suicide squad. And so Kevin, Kevin Feige is just as big a fan like, of yeah. these things as we are. Like that's that, awesome. That's what I think gives him the edge on creating great MCU content is that he's a fan. He's just a comic fan. who was a who fan had, of these things he's like created. The, who had the, the, yeah luck or whatever to, to manage to get himself yeah, into this role. He was in the right place at the right time. Right. And he's been doing it a while since X-Men one, basically like, so obviously he has a much more involved capacity now, but, <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, I think this is interesting uh, because if we're going down the flashpoint realm, I got to imagine it's an alternate universe, Supergirl. That's what I'm anticipating. I think it would have to be, um, even if it wasn't, well, no, but I mean, that's kind of cool. Uh, and so that's what I'm excited about. And then maybe it's not Supergirl. Maybe it's Power Girl instead, which is an alternate. Like, I, I don't know. There, there's a lot of fun you could have with the Supergirl character, I think, uh, when talking about multiple universes. Uh, also, I am just can't wait to find out that. Uh, Do we have a casting for this character? Aquaman. Yeah, that's in this article. We haven't, um, we haven't talked about that. I, I don't recognize her, but um, her name is Sasha Kale Kelly. I don't know uh, how you say that, and I apologize for mispronouncing it. Probably, uh, uh, probably uh, that's yeah. how names go. Um, but yeah, uh, she. Uh, I don't see where it says what she's from, but uh, but yeah, and and I think the other thing is that um, th 
if there were questions up in the air for Ezra Miller still being attached to, to the Flash, uh, she was doing uh, script reads with Ezra Miller. So I would say he's definitely still in this movie, still leading as the Flash. Uh, she's relatively... Uh, the young and the rest. That's, that's what she's from. Yeah, she's she started acting in 2017. Yeah, so... Um, hey, this is a this could be a big break for her, for sure. Um, yeah, I I I think it's cool. I'm excited for the DCU to keep growing. Yeah, and to talk about the DC universe still growing, uh, we have Blue Beetle getting a director. Um, it's his name is uh, Angel Manuel Soto, I believe, uh, and uh, he. He's directed one film uh, called uh, Charm City Kings, but uh, this is the first Latino superhero movie, um, and it's going to be falling into the DCU, uh, EU, I guess. Hopefully, I, right. it is. Um, I have they have they like actually confirmed they're calling it the DCU because I I just know we keep going with it. Yeah, I don't, but they haven't called it anything otherwise. They haven't given so us anything else, so it's still the DCU to me. Uh, Which I think is a fine name, right? I, I'm not. It's I just than back spunk. Like, spunk, man. Um, I, I'm not too familiar with this character, uh, but I imagine of like the list of mm, characters they could have pulled from, this seems like a relatively like this feels <laughs> like. Okay, um, so this feels like a Guardians of the Galaxy choice to me, uh, because before that movie came out in 2014, that they were like nobodies. In the comics they were like yeah. c tier i i think that's somewhat fair a fair analogy uh, um, now granted if this does well it might bump them up in the comics um uh, right you know as long as they're still comics <laughs> yeah with with dc who knows what's going on over there right but uh yeah i i my my only entry points to the blue beetle character is uh i think there was a smallville episode one episode uh and then also young justice and in young justice and in smallville but in young justice i really liked the character i really enjoyed him um he deals with a lot of problems so basically um this latino kid he i, I don't entirely know how it begins but basically he interacts with this alien entity which is referred to as the scarab um and basically it gives him this whole costume and it's like latched onto his back, kind of like a parasite. Um, and they're both, but then like he finds out that like, if he gets it removed, that it could possibly kill him if it's removed incorrectly. And this thing has like such a bloodlust, but it's also really trying to protect its host. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and it's sentient, and he frequently communicates it inside, communicates with it inside his head. Um, and so he he's got this organism just living on him, but it also is the thing that gives him his ability to to fight back and to help people. And so he's so, venom. Yeah, basically. Okay. But it's a beetle. But okay. it's a beetle, which is cooler. I'm, yeah. I said it. I said it. I, I think uh, blue beetles cooler than venom. I, I googled him real quick, trying to see what like he else he's appeared in. He was in uh, some Batman: The Brave and the Bold, uh, Justice, as you said, uh, Justice League Action, and then like you know how Google does those um, 
there's like recommended like what other people have asked and you can click click down like the little <laughs> drop tabs right so um one of them was how did blue beetle die and i was like i gotta i gotta i gotta see this <laughs> so i clicked on it and it said like right before the the crisis on infinite earths story or whatever he was shot right. in the head by maxwell lord I mean, there you go. Connection. And I'm like, wow, I'm really glad they did that in Wonder Woman 1984 already. So this, this character is infinite. He's, uh, he's never going to die. Uh, um, well, what do you mean? Maxwell Lord's still around. <laughs> yeah, but I don't. I mean, I guess if he joins the Justice yeah. he did in the comics. Yeah. Um, um, he, he's a Sundarese now. How, my brief explanation, how does that sound to you, Taylor? Explanation for what? With the Blue Beetle character. The character. Existing. You weren't listening. That's cool. No, um, <laughs> I, I was. I mean, I guess uh, that's fine. I, I don't know anything about it. Like, like, what do you think about that concept? It is kind of the Venom aspect. Um, is this going to be an anti-hero movie? I think it might start out that way, but but I think what it really delves into is that he doesn't want to be an anti-hero. He's kind of an anti-hero by circumstance because sometimes the beetle takes control and it just boy. like kills people. That don't, I, don't need to die, but maybe this is just me like being weird or whatever. Um, but just from the observation of like social issues that are reckoning today, I would say it would be very nuts, not unsmart, but like risky to make the first Latino movie superhero movie be an anti-hero <laughs> just for the fact that it's the first latino superhero movie i think they I mean, would probably want to probably not go down that path I, of being like i don't think it's necessarily that big of a deal uh but but i understand your sentiment with that um uh, but but i, th I think yeah. though this story though it, it's very much that like the beetle is the one that wants to do the violence it's not him Mm -hmm. the beetle wants to do the violence and he's constantly dealing with trying to keep it in check. And so, so I don't think this story necessarily lends itself into those, that line of thinking. I mean, a character that might uh, be worse off towards that line of thinking would be uh moon Knight. Yeah. But moon Knight uh, is a white guy. I'm just saying like, would you rather like, would you, well, I wasn't even caring about the race. I'm saying like, I mean, other than the fact that they casted Oscar Isaac, would you, would you rather be listening to an evil beetle or an Egyptian moon god? For sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, both ways, like, you get this. There's an external influence leading him to do possibly not so great things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's a good point, though. Oscar Isaac, so so comic book-wise, Moon Knight's a white guy, but Oscar Isaac's a Latino. Um, and so we'll probably even get that before Blue Beetle. It's a TV show, not a movie. Um, and he will definitely be an anti-hero. Uh, mm -hmm. But yeah, I don't. I don't think it's that big a deal. I don't know. I, yeah. I think I, I'm fine with, I'm fine with heroes and villains of all races and creeds. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh. Um, yeah, I'm gonna hop Just, in with some news we don't have on the list. Go for it. Because it broke, uh, literally 40 minutes ago on okay uh, Variety.com. Yeah. But uh, so Nickelodeon is launching uh, a new studio <laughs> called Avatar Studios. What in the world? And they will be expanding the world of Avatar The Last Airbender and The Legend of Korra. And honestly, that is so sick. And they're no. going to be starting off with... Uh, so their first what? new content is going to be a uh, animated theatrical film, and it's beginning production this year. 
Wow. I wonder, does this, just quickly looking through it. So is the Netflix live action TV show still moving forward? The live uh, action Avatar? Yeah. So Netflix was going to do a live action retelling of the first Avatar, the last Airbender series. Honestly, and it had the original creators involved. It had a lot of the original people involved. And then they had this huge falling out. But I didn't hear that the project was canceled. I just heard that the creators walked away. Uh, I don't know if that means that it's inherently canceled. But it says, uh, it says, yeah, in August of last year, the creators departed from the project after two years of work. Um, yeah, things with the streaming platform didn't work out after partners had signed on to make the series because Netflix was committed to working with them on their vision of the show. Um, what were you going to say, Ian? Uh, they left the project due to creative differences, but I believe right. Netflix Netflix is still moving ahead with that project despite them leaving because they still have the rights to it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so and, that's gonna go and, ahead. and additionally, just to add to that, because, okay, so we can ignore that, but uh, they, Netflix was also making an animated avatar show in addition to that that was supposed okay. to take place after Legend of Korra. And if you look at the last paragraph in this, um, a source with knowledge of the project told Variety that the Netflix series is completely independent of the Avatar Studios deal and that the live action, oh, the live action series is still moving forward. Uh, I, I thought there was also an animated series going as well. I, I think it's Maybe probably not. pretty smart for Avatar Studios to be doing animated stuff only because that kind of keeps the feel the same, whereas these live actions are going to have to be really, really good for people to pull away from something that uh, isn't dictated by the, the original creators. Um, I, I think people have a lot of respect for their original creators. I mean, the show, yeah, show is really, really good. I haven't watched legend of Korra, but I know people have pretty like good it. opinions of it. Uh, um, I think this is big actually, because they, the, the creators, I think they took a break for a little while, but recently they've, they've started really working on this material again. Uh, I think I've told you, Josh, but they, they've come out with some books um, about uh, Kiyoshi. The right, Kiyoshi. right, right, right. Some prequel stuff. Yes. Uh, and they really delved into her story. Uh, and I believe they're also trying to touch on... Which I, I got to say, that, that makes me happy because I, I definitely think Kiyoshi, of like the avatars we know more about, I think Kiyoshi is the coolest. She's I, really cool. I'm very pro-Kiyoshi. <laughs> uh I think uh, I think another avatar that's really cool is I can't remember his name, but he's the the waterbender before, um, before Korra. Before so yeah. in the last set, yeah, I remember. Yeah, his name. and it, I, <laughs> quick tangent. Uh, he's the shortest lived avatar of all time. Poor guy. Uh, he lived well. He, it, it was on. He did it himself, but well, uh, Aang is the longest lived, right? No, uh, Kyoshi is. Really? Yeah. Um, Wait, how? He beats Aang's two hundred years. Uh, Aang wasn't two hundred years. Well, he, he lived 200 years. His reign as Avatar. If you talk like, about his birth and death, Kyoshi yeah. might have him beat. She, she's like 170, 180. Okay, like so that. she's close. Wow. She's okay. crazy. Interesting. Um, but yeah, he lived to be 27. Uh, and he, he spent most of his life like, um, basically making the Avatar look bad because he, would, he was fighting spirits most of his life. Like he, He'd go on like hunts uh, to like hunt spirits. But actually, he he took on the bad, uh, the infamy but actually he was doing a good thing. So the whole world yeah. hated him. And every time he was, he would fight. But he like, was fighting uh, these spirits out of necessity. Uh, but also every time it did it, it took away his own life oh, a little bit. And, and so like, so he did a good thing, died so young, 
and but was hated hates- for it. Oh, poor guy. That what an ultimate tragedy. I'd be into uh, that story. That's such yeah. a tragedy. Um, but I, I know that. Um, so recently, even more recently than than the uh, Kyoshi books, uh, the creators have worked on like, um, or maybe it was like at, at the same time, but they've worked on some like um, stories and, and like Legend of Korra comics, and I believe they wrote a book that's like uh, basically it's Korra's diary and it's notes she's leaving to the future avatar. Oh, the one cool. after her because it's like it's stories of her her travels how she did this because again there's no more avatar line there's no more right i don't know if uh because she cut the she broke the cycle so she is basically the first avatar um so the one after right. her can't access anger can access right, right, right that's right yeah but um yeah because she yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. she did all that so she's writing this journal and she's like getting advice from all her friends from katara for like all these people who are like she's like asking them to like lend advice to her successor which i think is really cool so i i'm really excited for this project because i, I want to see more of this world i think this is really really cool uh and i <laughs> grew up with avatar so this is i like i'm excited yeah i want to see more but in in the same way that like i I didn't know where they were going to go after Aang to go to Korra in the same way. I didn't know where they were going to go. I kind of feel the same way here. They're like, right. I don't know where you go. Cause it's like, I don't know necessarily. Are we have another technological revolution? If, if you tell the story of that waterbender, if you tell the story of Kyoshi, I don't know if you necessarily tell those stories. Roku's story was basically already told. Um, so, so I don't, I don't know where you go. Maybe you jump a lot of years. Maybe you have another technological revolution. It's like I don't want to see them in modern times. I don't want to see that. Yeah, I don't want to see an avatar uh, who's like going to his day job working. Yeah, working in a cubicle. <laughs> like he works for the CIA or something. Right. No, <laughs> like, I, I don't want to see that. Oh. Um, we. But yeah, it's interesting. I think the interesting thing is they're making a whole studio. I don't know if that's ever happened before that an ip got gets its own studio and i know what people are about to say well what about star wars with lucasfilm well no that's not what happened uh, <laughs> uh george lucas had made other movies before and uh with lucasfilm also let's talk about how lucasfilm also owns indiana jones and a handful of other projects that are standalone and and so it's like for Nickelodeon to do this, I was like, man, that's kind of a lot of responsibility to give these creators, but I guess they're they're all in. And I got to say, we talked about Paramount Plus a couple uh, weeks ago. Are you guys getting Paramount Plus? Maybe not on release, but for the next Avatar se- series. Uh, oh, well, it's Lord. a film coming first. Well, so right, a film, but... but yeah, maybe. I mean, if it's good enough. Um, I, sorry, I was I was really delved into the ages because I was so intrigued by that. Apparently, <laughs> Aang died at sixty six at his real like yeah. his age age, his but like age, his yeah. real age, like in time, is one hundred sixty five. Yeah, Kyoshi is two hundred thirty at death. There it is. Wow. So super. Yeah, she's long the longest ago. living. Like I said, and, she's uh, the Roku was seventy <laughs> at death. So yeah. Aang was relatively short, even though he spanned a long time. Right. Um, uh, yeah. I, I think, I, I think I will end up getting Paramount Plus again. It's this this project's not going to come out for a little while. Uh, it's got yeah. some time. Like I can uh, wait, but I, I also have a little bit of schooling to get through uh, before I can start <laughs> spending money crazily. For sure. uh, so maybe it'll maybe it'll line up pretty well, and I might miss a little bit the first bit. But I, I think I'll pick this up just to watch. This might be the first time that I get a service 
for just one, to watch single, one thing just one thing but i think it'd be worth it if i mean maybe maybe for at least a short time unless you find other things on there you like maybe you're one it's of possible the, maybe you're a, a stream hopper that you subscribe for a month you watch it you get out of there <laughs> i don't know um we'll see we'll see but i mean paramount plus does have a lot of good uh popular movies spongebob all of spongebob's gonna be on there yeah, but that's also like saying all of The Simpsons are on Disney Plus, and I watched all 10 seasons. I said that correctly. I watched all 10 seasons. Mm -hmm. There are 32 seasons, and I watched all 10 of them. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> yeah. There you go. Uh, that's how I feel about SpongeBob is if you watch the first five seasons, you've seen them all. Yeah. Because that's the peak. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so our next uh, rumor that story but rumor is that jennifer lawrence might be returning um to fantastic four not returning not nope. returning what returning what for the thinking? first time returning for the first time to yeah. fantastic four <laughs> she played uh a character that was in uh she was like reptilian in blue what is she that played mystique uh, and that's not movie. fantastic four no that's definitely not fantastic four that's uh, X -Men. Let's, that's X -Men. Let's uh, both owned by fox though so proud of you <laughs> you got the Wait, studio right. So is X Men and uh, Fantastic Four in the same universe? They're both no. MCU. Now, I mean, so so now, when she's going to be in it, that means Mystique's going to be in Fantastic Four. No, uh, all of the, the, the <laughs> no, 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 not from that. The regard. previous Fantastic Four movies and the previous X Men movies are in this weird thing where they're owned by Marvel now, owned by Disney. I guess the characters themselves have gone back to Marvel. However. We're probably never going to see way. those versions of the characters again. Let me put it this way. Um, Toby Maguire's Spider-Man movies. Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man movies. They have no connection to each other and no connection to what's going on right now. Now, I say that caveat. Ah, but yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so that's the same way that the X-Men movies. The X-Men movies have no connection to the Fantastic Four movies, and they have no connection to what's going on right now. So okay. this rumor, uh, Jennifer Lawrence. Um, now I got to say, this is one of the craziest things though, uh, because now from a fan perspective, uh, Jennifer Lawrence, uh, there was a lot of stuff that was said about her on set um, as Mystique that mm -hmm. she didn't want to put on the blue makeup and she uh, didn't like, and her acting's like, she's a good actress. But her acting in X-Men, you could tell she's not trying. Like, it's very lackluster. Now, maybe the director, that was the direction that was given, but uh, it's it's very lackluster acting. She didn't want to commit to the character that she signed up for. <laughs> um, and so, like, from a fan perspective, I'm a little hesitant to be excited about this, despite mm -hmm. her being a good actress. Um, but the uh but yeah i the the other thing that i think is weird is the fantastic four film hasn't been written yet right how are they filming it now to to my knowledge it hasn't been written yet they we don't have a writer we barely just got a director and he's in the process of directing spider-man 3 is that done being directed they're still making that movie and they say what jennifer lawrence is going to uh to australia next month to film fantastic four 
What? No, I don't believe it. Spider-Man three is not going to be done by then. Is it like maybe, but like maybe they have a script that no one knows about. It could be, but I wonder if it's going to be something else. If there are legality problems, if that's true, <laughs> they they shouldn't uh, be able to have a script because they weren't able to develop. Supposedly, I believe they weren't allowed to develop projects that involved characters uh, that included that were owned by Fox until the Fox deal was completed. Now the Fox deal was completed roughly like uh, two years ago. Um, and they had all of COVID to maybe write something and put it together. So maybe they did make something, but fantastic four is also not like the next film. Like if you told me she was going to be in captain Marvel too, I'd be like, okay, sure. Um, but yeah, this, this is a weird one. There's a lot of weird news with it, which, to me makes this very heavy rumor that maybe she's going to Australia for other reasons. Maybe for, if it is for Marvel, maybe it's for a movie they're filming right now, which is Thor four. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. what I'm thinking. Which they already have a lot of Academy nominated and Academy award winning actors and actresses part of. So that wouldn't surprise me if she was part of that, but fantastic four, maybe she's Sue storm and Sue storm makes an appearance in fantastic four. I don't know. But like in, so, in Thor so, four, so uh, Thor four, in Thor four and Fantastic Four was my point. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe she's playing someone else who's making an appearance in Fantastic Four and Thor four, and like really buried the lead, the kind of thing. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think this is very interesting news. Um, that if if true, um, Ian, what do you what do you think about this? I don't think it's for filming Fantastic Four. Uh, I think if she's going there for Marvel, as you t said, I think it's for a different movie she'll pop up in. Um, I think it's too soon for them to start filming Fantastic Four. Yeah. That's my take. Okay. I mean, I also, she wouldn't be my first pick. Uh, I don't. Versus Armor, just in superhero <laughs> movies again. Um, uh, I mean, I. I partially feel that way i mean the fact that she signed up to be mystique a fan favorite superhero character and like man she because she didn't want to put it on the makeup that really hurt the character in my eyes like <laughs> her her whole thing was about like choosing to be a mutant right that they shouldn't have to be afraid but because she as the actress didn't want to put on the makeup it was this weird flippy floppy of the character that was like yeah, I'm not afraid to be a mutant, but I'm still a white girl. I'm still going to show <laughs> like, this human. I'm still human. Uh, like, I'm still in hiding, despite me being so proud to be a mutant. And I'm like, wait, you, you made such a point to, that to have that like, character development. Right, right. And if you didn't have the character development, it wouldn't have mattered. But the fact that it was such a heavy-handed point in X-Men First Class which is the first appearance of her mystique. Like, I don't know. It's, it's just Lord weird. Wagner is like, you have the choice. You have the, the ability to, to appear as human. So why don't you? Right. Yeah. And it, because I shouldn't have to. And then, but like, <laughs> and then it's the opposite for Jennifer Lawrence. Um, why would I put on blue makeup? I shouldn't have to. <laughs> I, yeah. Um, 
Are y'all ready to move yeah, on? Let, let's go. Let's go to our final story. Uh, unless we have any late entries. <laughs> uh, well, I don't think so. Do y'all? No. no let, let's get, let's go to our final story. Okay. So final story is um, something that we've all been speculating about for a while. Um, I think we get some clear skin showing some true colors now when it comes to. Uh, just theories that we've had, but long story short, we'll get into what I mean by that. Uh, so, so we had three members of the, um, you know, Spider-Man uh, crew, casting crew, or casting cast, cast yep. that uh, shared we uh, to their followers on Instagram uh, fake images or fake titles, I guess, of the images or fake images of the titles for the. Uh, the, the real the images sequel, but of the, fake titles. <laughs> the uh, yeah, just, the, just the fake sub- titles for the Spider-Man three movie. Um, yes. and they were uh, as follows. Well, I guess I'll say who said who. So, um, so Tom Holland released "Phone Home." I'm pretty sure. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, it's funny. Bat uh, Batalon is that how you say that name? Yeah, I believe that that's his last name. Yeah. Uh did home wrecker and then Zadea did home slice. Uh like I this. Just want to say uh if <laughs> you don't think that Disney has their toes in everything that gets handled, whether it's leaks <laughs> or promos or rumors, I think that's quite ignorant to say because this is almost like their clear way of stirring up trouble just mm-hmm. for the meme <laughs> of getting reviews and i think this was a very creative way to do it and honestly i don't mind it i think it's pretty funny um the fact that the titles are so high quality like rendered as you know i was gonna say leans into your to your point of like uh them being so involved like it's not like each of these cast members just like leaked they tweeted just the title Mm -hmm. and they were all different and we're left wondering why are they all different no they created full rendered visuals (laughs) yeah um, yeah, it's pretty good. Um, and uh, but before but we get to the after, a- before yeah. we get to the actual title, uh-huh. okay, Spider-Man Three is coming out. Your your choices are Homewrecker, Phone Home, and Home Slice. What are you picking as the studio head? Those are your only choices. <sighs> Definitely not Homewrecker. <laughs> That'd that, be the only impl- one. I- <laughs> all right ian why are you choosing home wrecker because i don't like home slice okay. home slice would... makes sense no it does <laughs> no okay home so, well, implications are way worse what are we gonna see peter parker uh go ruin a marriage <laughs> like that's literally what, what was, that means what was the third option <laughs> i know it's what it means oh no phone phone home which is you know, played off ET. I right. that one I I could I think that one's just played for laughs. However, yeah. maybe if if they're going with the <laughs> he's on the run aspect, there might be something it's like he all can't... about him just reaching a phone to phone home. Honestly, he, he if it was the, phone home without the green, I think call. it's kind of okay. Yeah, it's weird that they chose green for that image because like, ET is there maybe. Yeah, the ET, maybe a Green Goblin aspect of it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I would definitely go with Home Slice. Why are no. you choosing Home Slice, Tay? 
So there's a there's a section in here where it says uh, let me let me see real quick. It says uh, although uh, uh, hold on. So Home Slice, which is obviously about Peter Parker's old school hip hop break dancing team earning enough <laughs> money to keep their community center open. Uh, I think that is if you read that and didn't know it was a meme and you only saw an article about Home Slice, I would be like. Maybe. <laughs> no. <laughs> Maybe. I, I want to see it if it didn't detract from me actually getting a Spider-Man 3. <laughs> like, <laughs> I cannot disagree more with that, actually. <laughs> Honestly, the real title now seems quite dull compared. So the one to... <laughs> before that, the one that I liked, and, and I, I, there, I had a second one which I liked more, but I couldn't remember it. So I'm going with this one. Uh, it was Homesick. Yeah, I really liked Homesick, um, for sure. There was uh, another one. I, I was trying to think of it today, and I, I couldn't remember for uh, life of me. Home Alone? No, because I was thinking about that one, and I was like, mm, that would have been... Uh, if, if, if we hadn't gotten the end of Far From Home that we did, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. But, the problem is it's opposite of Home Alone. <laughs> right. Uh, there was Homeless was being tossed around for a bit. Uh, homeless, but, that's not bad. Um, <laughs> that would be that might be the weirdest though subtitle to a movie. Spider Man, yeah. homeless. homeless. Yeah, no. <laughs> Homesick would be interesting. Um, I liked Homesick a lot. Spider-Man. That that would be my choice of these three. Home cooking. <laughs> I don't want to choose. Home cooking's good. <laughs> no, you uh, got to choose, man. You home, made us home pick. cooking's better than these three. Pick. Um, I think I'm going to take home, home, home phone. That's the one I'm going to take. I stand homemade. by that. Homemade. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but the actual title, what, what's the actual title? Tay? No way home. Yeah. This is cool. Is of the vein of homesick. Can't complain there. Um, the thing that I really like about it not being homesick is that we, <laughs> we had Spider-Man homecoming. Spider-Man homesick is very similar. Um, so I am happy that's a little bit different. That's Spider-Man homegoing. Homegoing. Well, I mean, it's it's kind of cool. So we've got homecoming, and we got far from home, and then no way home. So he still he hasn't yeah, he hasn't gotten a, back yet. The through line. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, Although if they could have done homecoming last, for sure. Far from home, no way home, homecoming. Uh, yeah, I guess. Um, sort of. I mean, yeah. a homecoming doesn't have to mean like a like a a, a party, like a, a no, for sure, for sure. I I don't um, need that aspect. Um, so, but yeah, uh, I think that's really telling. I mean, uh, Peter Parker had his identity revealed uh, to the world, and so yeah, it's going to be pretty hard to keep. Spider-Man's whole thing is about keeping his two lives separate. Um, it's going to be really difficult. And if we're talking about uh, there's the spoilers for WandaVision, but if we're talking about Mephisto being revealed in uh, WandaVision, Spider-Man comic book wise has a huge connection with Mephisto in the um, One Day More st- storyline, I believe is what it's called, Okay, um, where he makes a deal with Mephisto because he reveal- he he personally reveals his identity to the public. And then realizes how bad that was because Aunt May gets shot when it, he it was the bullet was supposed to hit him, but he steps out of the way without just like on instinct, and the bullet hits Aunt May. 
Um, and so like him in trying to save her life tries to like rewrite history. And so he makes a deal with Mephisto to rehide his identity. Um, now, the interesting thing is we just got to the point of maybe in this movie, uh, Peter and MJ are dating. That seemed to be the way Far From Home ended up. Uh, I believe they're married in the comics at this point. Yes. And he has to give up his marriage in order to save his aunt. Oh, man. Uh, that That's the bargain that Mephisto makes with him is he says, you have to give up your true love in order for me to make your identity a secret um it's really intense storyline one of my favorites um and if we are talking about mephisto being in wandavision we have previously talked about wandavision spider-man 3 and doctor strange 2 all having certain connections it makes you wonder granted spider-man 3 is already really claustrophobic with doc ock with electro with maybe other spider-men with maybe other secondary characters like it's getting pretty claustrophobic if you were to add mephisto to the chain as well as well as recurring characters even all the characters are just like duking out whenever mephisto just opens up a portal it's like ah and everyone just like, mean, stops and looks i mean maybe what if we get like a sinister six movie and it's really crescendoing you know, and, and peter's just like i can't deal with this i cannot solve this and then Mephisto's like, hey, buddy, in a Beetlejuice kind of way. He's like, hey, buddy, you, you want to get out? You, you want to you change this? What if what if your identity was never revealed? Uh, all you have to do is, you know, not be in a relationship with MJ anymore. That's all I'm saying. That's all I ask for. I don't ask for much. Uh, and then he gets out of the and then the whole sister six thing kind of steps back for a moment for us to build up to it again. Um and we build up the MJ romance again. Maybe. Well, Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, could be a lot of interesting choices. I'm very curious. I'm super excited for this movie. No way home. Um, but unless you guys have anything else to add, we're probably going to conclude here. Uh, Taylor. Thanks hey. for joining us. Thanks for reading the news. Yeah. Finding new news stories as well that I missed. Yeah, the Avatar uh, looks good. It literally came out like 3 o'clock uh, Pacific yeah. Standard Time. Very so cool. it was like, nice. yeah, within the podcast. Like, as <laughs> it, um, Wow. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's huge news uh, for Avatar fans everywhere. Um, not the blue people. <laughs> Ian, uh, thanks for joining us, taking time Absolutely. out of your busy schedule. Um, this Saturday, I want to remind people at noon Eastern time, we will be reviewing WandaVision episode eight. Feel free to join us on twitch.tv slash unanimous indecision. Share your theories. I mean, we might get some answers. I we think this is going to be a big episode. We already got some answers, but I think there are more. There are more um, questions now. There are more questions. Um, that maybe it's just the same answer, but I still need those questions <laughs> answered. Um, who knows? Maybe they don't get answered until Doctor Strange 2. Be a big thing looming over my head for a while. Yep. Um, but yeah, feel free to join our conversation then. Uh, be great to talk theories with everyone. We'll be there, of course, sharing what we're expecting and what we thought about the most recent WandaVision episode. Also, next week's movie is something. Um, so I'm having trouble. Uh, I thought Cherry was not going to theaters. 
But then I'm reading a lot of things that are saying that Cherry is going to theaters, but I can't find showtimes for it. And I think it comes out in two days. So I was surprised I didn't see showtimes for it. So I'll say this. If we can see Cherry, that is the movie we'll be reviewing. We'll be heading out to theaters to go see Cherry. Uh, if not, really not even if not, either way, I'm going to watch this movie. Uh, the other movie is Tom and Jerry. That's the movie for next week. Um, it's finally coming out, that hybrid animated live action movie in the style of Who Framed the Roger Rabbit kind of stuff. Uh, I don't think it will be nearly as fun as Who Framed Roger Rabbit, but <laughs> uh, it might be good just the same. Well, we'll see. Um, so at least Tom and Jerry next week. Uh, otherwise, might also have a Cherry review if we can get around to watching it. Uh, that'll be next week. Again, WandaVision this Saturday. Uh, feel free to join us on twitch.tv slash indecision. That's where we're going to wrap up here. I'm Joshua Troop. This is Unanimous Indecision. We'll catch you next time.